we're just girls. We're just, <laughs> we're just girls that. <laughs> I don't know. I keep trying to think of this. This um, I we're keep just trying to two think girls, of, but there's no four because we're not four the girls. We we're are just girls. two mentally unstable girls. We we're we're mentally that. quaking girls. I just we're just we're just trying to get How's your week been, Izzy? How are you? I'm doing okay. My last week was pretty, pretty normal. Nothing exciting, mm. but I was house fitting. House fitting. I was house sitting <laughs> for my sister. Mm. She's gone to Perth to see a boy. Oop! Oop! Leaked. I know, but she has two cats. They're actually our family cats that we have for eight years. And then my mum got a new couch and decided what a perfect time to just shift them off to my sister because they scratched the shit out of the furniture. So it was quite heartbreaking. That is quite heartbreaking, <laughs> actually. Cats I've had for eight years. Oh, couch. we don't want you anymore. Priority. So I walk in there, so excited to see them. Pile of vomit in the wooden floor. All right. Oh, that's cool, cool, okay. Cool. Wooden floor, you know. Easy. Easy done. Darling carpet. Clean it up. Disgusting, like cat vomit. I know it's just their food, but it looks like it looks like diarrhea. Like it looks like shit. Yeah. All good. Was like, all right, boys, no worries. Like, nice to see you too. Take a a couple steps to the left. Vomit on the carpet. I'm like, great. So, Riley, if you're seeing this, no, I did not. I wasn't able to get it. Did you not clean it up? I cleaned it up, but it doesn't. It looks like you can tell that they vomited. Right, right, right. You know. Anyway, but it was cute. They're like the type of cats that. If I get up 3 a.m. to go take a piss in the middle of the night, they'll sit on my lap while I'm on the toilet. Yeah, they're really like, cute. Babe, I'm only going to be here for three seconds. Like. Yeah. Sam met them. Yeah, they're Pretty really cute. cute. They're like huge. I don't know if they're normal size cats. One what? of them's huge. Lenny's huge. Lenny's huge. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> I need a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've started becoming a cat person. I never was a cat person when I was younger. Yeah. I had this cat called Fergus and he was a rat. Like he <laughs> was the worst cat ever. So that makes me so sad. I just he was 23. He lived till he was 23 and he was older than me and he just had some personal <laughs> vendetta against me. <laughs> like I obviously, they had him before I was born. Yeah. So I came into the house and that he's he, like, get the fuck out. Yeah. He was like, who is this bitch? Like, yeah, she's annoying. She screams, she cries, she makes mess. Like, fuck her. And then you go up and he's like, I still fucking hate you. Still fucking hated me. Like yeah. used to hide around the door mm. and wait for me to walk down the hallway to attack my ankles. <laughs> like he just fucking hated me. So when he fucked off and died, like I, was kind so of like you, I just yeah no but now I have Murphy oh yeah way to ruin it but yeah Murphy's cute but, yeah um, but Murphy's got dwarfism so like Murphy I don't that know makes it cute I everyone wants a pet got that just dwarfism. never gains like that never grows like yeah. you get a pet and they're a little kitten or a little puppy and you're like never grow you've got that yeah Murphy genuinely has never grown it's and pretty literally cute. looks tiny and like a little kitten still and he's like yeah. Turning three. But soon. it definitely got me excited to move out. Like I'm like mm. living on my own in that. It's like an, it's an apartment and it's kind of like I want an apartment it's a unit. with a bit of character. Like ceiling roses and I want wooden floors in the bedroom. Mm. So I'm like being there in that little cozy apartment, I'm like, fuck, get me out of my current household yeah. situation. It's like a nice little taste. I love you, mum and dad, but I'm like, I, I'm You're ready. So right. Yeah. I'm ready to live on my own. It's the bag's. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but my parents are obviously divorced, so I move week on, week off between my parents' houses, and I know that's not something people usually do at this age, but I'm like, I love both my parents. I don't want to pick. My brother does the same thing. My sister did the same thing. 
before she moved out. Mm. So it's like if you've ever seen me on a moving day between the houses, it's everything I've ever owned in my whole entire life. It's like in her car and it's just like – Yeah, it's like I live in my car. You yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, that's like your only thing that's like a consistent. It takes me like four trips to bring all the bags in, suitcases. Oh, I bring a fucking mirror. <laughs> yeah. So I'm bring- excited to have a home base. Yeah, and I – Obviously, I didn't live between my parents' houses, mm. but when I, um, when Caleb and I weren't living together, I get that. Like, I was yeah. staying at Caleb's one night. He was staying at mine. Like, there was never a consistent thing, and that's made my mental state feel like it was yeah. all in shambles. So, the fact that you've been doing that for fucking years, I yeah. don't know how you've done that. Yeah. And I always was driving past, like, when I was doing shit on the weekend, like, I was driving past and I could see your car, and I was like, oh, Izzy's in there. Yeah. Izzy's <laughs> probably lying on the bed. Probably lying on the couch watching yeah. Blow Deck. <laughs> Literally, but... Anyway. Yeah, I'm happy for you that you're like ready to move. What about you? How's your week? Yeah, it was all right. Like I had a really good like end of the week. Oh, of, yeah. like the work week. Twenty first birthday week. Yeah. Happy birthday, Sam. Thanks. It was my twenty first birthday on Sunday. And what'd you do? Nothing. I went out for breakfast in the morning. Mm-hmm. Fun story that you might actually know. So when my parents yeah. are moving out, so my parents are moving out of the house that they're currently in, and we went to go for a coffee in the morning near where they're moving out to. Don't Which, pass the house. Oh, we're not going to say. I'm like, mm. where is it, Sam? Yeah, say this the is address. the Addy. No. <laughs> but when I went into the cafe, which is like just around the corner from the house, mm-hmm. who did I bump into? I don't fucking know. Lucia. From with Harpaloo. Oh, yeah. And then she was like, what are you doing around here? And I was like, oh, we're going for breakfast and my parents are living just down the road. Now I know And then my mum goes, Kathy, Lucia's mum goes, you guys aren't the person that is moving across the road on da-da-da street. Yeah. And You're my mum was like, yeah, we are. So now my parents are going to be neighbours. Our parents are going to be neighbours. That's dope. Yeah. And Lucia was like, oh, my God, I was talking to your brother for like an hour yesterday. Tim or Pat? Pat, because Pat's doing the flooring of our new place. So Wow, look at that. Yeah, what a small world. Kathy was like to my mum, we'll have to go to the pub on a Thursday. And my mum was like, oh, I've got friends. They're going like, to become best friends. Yeah, I'm like, God, Kathy's our, a cutie. Mine and the Hannah's families were just joining way too Intertwined. much. Intertwined. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Claudia, the other siblings. Our manager. Our manager. That's funny. Yeah. So we also went to dinner for Sam's birthday on Thursday. We went mm. to Siglo, which is this... Bar in the city, vibe. Vibe. I told my mum about it. Just like, oh, as if you like it because it's cigar vibe. It's yeah. a cigar bar. So you can like freely smoke cigars. So a lot of the time, like it smells like yeah, cigars. You can sm- smoke outside, yeah. but it's like on the roof. It's got heaters everywhere. So it doesn't matter how cold it is. Melbourne winter, like you're outside. It's got this gorgeous view. Like I was warm and that's a... Not normal. Yeah, it was honestly like just the coziest vibe I've ever. It was really nice. I would have liked to, to stay there for longer. Yeah, but and then we went to Tippo. So good. Like it was like ninety dollars a head. This big. We were like the dishes just kept fucking coming. Like yeah, all of these entrees and then two pasta dishes like each like mint little ones. But fuck, it was really yum food and such good value for money as well. Mm. Like, so would recommend that to yeah. the city as well. It's just off Hardware Lane in the city and Hardware Lane is like super vibey like that. That's like the definition of Melbourne, like the little streets. See, I feel like it looks like Europe, like Hardware Lane sitting outside in those chairs. I'm like, fuck, I've never seen that. I but I think that's why there. Melbourne's kind of known for that. Yeah. It's like it is very foodie, like mm. on the streets Love. type of thing. It so is. It's very European in all right, so it's the best time of the week. We are doing question, question of, of the week. week. 
Would you get upset if your boyfriend wore a present, like a ring or a necklace from their ex? I'd like to say I don't think so, but I, I've never been in the position that I've really been faced with that issue, but I don't think I would. Like Caleb's wearing a ring from his ex-girlfriend. Are you like, take that shit off? No. Oh, maybe a ring. <laughs> maybe a ring. If it was yeah. like an item of clothing, like if Caleb wore a jumper from that his ex-girlfriend bought him, mm. I don't think I would really care. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I look at it from the perspective of I'll walk past the store, I think it will look really good to Caleb and I'll buy it. That could have just happened to her. Like she could have done that. So I'm like, I don't think it's really a big-ish. Yeah. But if it was like a ring, I'm like, "Mm, that's kind of weird. Like I wear this necklace that Caleb got me. And then in our first year he bought me, it was like a diamond heart. Yeah. And then for my birthday he got like a C on it. If I were to wear that in my next relationship. You definitely can't be wearing a C on your necklace in your next relationship. But I'm almost of the opinion of if it's like a ring, I'm like that's expensive and I might just like the ring. Yeah. So I think it just depends on the sentiment on it. Like I wouldn't wear this in my next relationship. If it's a hoodie, yeah. But then I'm like, all right, I think this also ties into – Everyone knows a fucking jumper t-shirt stealer with boyfriends. My sister's one of those. I wish I could be one of those because, damn, I'd love a couple more jumpers. But if I have taken a t-shirt or a jumper from my boyfriend, Mm. we've broken up and I get another boyfriend, it's like I'm not going to be wearing their – actually, you know what? I'm being hypocritical. I would wear the t-shirts and the jumpers still because I'm like I don't view them with any sentimental value anymore. I view them as t-shirts that I wear to bed. Like, I wear them all the time for my ex-boyfriends and I'm just like, man, it's a good T-shirt to sleep in. Yeah, I think it depends on the sentiment of it. Like, if you've just picked it up from his bedroom when you're leaving, cool. Yeah. If he's, like, given this to you for your two-year anniversary, it's like, babe, I want you to have this diamond ring and you're, like, yeah. wearing it in your next relationship. Like, oh, my kind of fucked. sister's always like, if you get a bunch of jumpers and T-shirts, it's like, put them in a drawer. Get over the relationship. Don't return them. I yeah. can have my jumper and T-shirts back. Fuck no, you can't. You broke my heart. Yeah. Put them in a drawer, get over them. And then in a couple months, you got a couple new T-shirts to sleep yeah. in. Yeah. I also think it's so personal to how your relationship ended. I think the way a relationship ended forms the rules. Determines everything. Of the way you go about everything else after yeah. the relationship. Like if he cheated on you, don't fucking wear the jumper. You're going to be reminded every time. You're like, oh, That was the time that he was talking to this person on the phone. Yeah, I definitely defaced a conversation. Yeah. like, <laughs> But I'm like, now I just wear them to bed. I remember I was on the phone in my last relationship. Me and my boyfriend were on the phone on FaceTime with my best friend. And she made a comment about how I still had this jumper from my prior boyfriend. And he's like, which one is it? Like, which fucking one is it? You're not, you're not wearing that anymore. I'm like, I'm not telling you. I like it. I want to wear it whenever I want. Yeah. I'm not fucking telling you which jumper it is. Yeah. So I just would, I'd be like chilling in his house, wearing my ex-boyfriend's jumper and he had no idea. Yeah. I feel like, it, yeah, I don't know. It's like some type of like psychological like ownership over them. Yeah. it totally Like if my boyfriend them. was cuddling me in like. A jumper his ex-girlfriend got him, I'd be like, take that shit. Oh, I don't think nah. I'd care. But if it was like something that he, she used to wear, like it was like her jumper and he's now wearing it, which obviously is like kind of roles reversed, but I'd kind of be like, oh, like I kind of get it from the boy's perspective. Oh yeah. The boy's perspective. If you're I like, get why it. am I cuddling my girlfriend and, and she's wearing her ex-boyfriend's jumper? Like that is that weird. That is weird. So I respect that. And that's why I was like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> that's so <laughs> Because I want it. 
Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just I think if you're over them and it doesn't hold any sentimental value to you, it doesn't really matter. But I understand how a ring or a piece of jewellery will kind of always hold sentimental value. Yeah. So it's just topical. It's super situational. So ask your partner how they feel and proceed with caution. Or don't because I could start an argument or and just we lie. don't want to be the reasons. <laughs> yeah. Or lie. Either one. What's your weekly recommendation, Izzy? So I'm in my heartbreak side girl era always. I love to tap into those emotions. So some I'm slight no- inconvenience is he's like, I need three business days. No, I'm like, I enjoy crying and feeling that sadness. You know what I mean? Like if yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I anxious, that. I'm like, get me a sad book, get me some sad music. I wanna I wanna feel it. You just wanna let it out. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the only way to move forward. Yeah. So I know everyone always talks about these, but Colleen Hoover books. Mm-hmm. I love them. Are incomparably good. Like I have heard about them for so long and I only started listening, reading them, sorry, a couple months ago. Smash like four of them in a week. Like, wow, that's good set, for me. was staying up till 4.30, couldn't put the book down until I finished it. I cried in every single one of these books. Wow. I'm like, I literally would put the book, this is so fucking sad. I'd put the book down and be like, You'll get that one day, like, you know, like, I'll find that love one oh, day. Oh, so you, like, put yourself into the book. Well, it just, it's so emotional. They're so good. They're not sad. Like, they're amazing even if you are single, like, yeah. you know. But I'd be like, you know, this is so emotional. I'd be like, you know what, I'll find that one day. Oh, <laughs> my God. Fuck me. So my favourite ones are Ugly Love, It Ends With Us, classic, and then Verity, which is a bit more of a dark sort of turn on a romance nice. novel. So they're honestly like I know even if you're not a reader maybe stock up for it. them on like a Europe yeah for like when you're sitting down the beach I now in own Italy. about nine of them and they wow. all just sit around my room you can also go to the op shops like I feel like a lot of books you will be able to find at op shops and it's a lot better for the environment reduce be reuse to- recycle ladies yeah so get yourself a Colleen Hoover book tuck into bed they're also quite steamy Mm, they mm. are a bit central. They I are. remember when I was reading it ends with us, and it was kind of like I oh. feel like I'm getting a bit turned on by reading <laughs> this. And they'll be like, hey, like, like, why am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, fucking funny story. That just reminded me. I remember the first time I ever watched something like a little bit saucy Stop. on like a movie, and I was with my friend Kira mm. from school. We were like best friends growing up. And we are watching Fifty Shades of Grey and we are all like sitting on the couch in my house and like no one was home. And I think we were in year nine yeah. and Kira, <laughs> Kira's sitting there. She goes, is anybody else's vagina tinkling? <laughs> it's such a weird sensation when it first happens. It's so funny because you're like, what is this? You're just like, why? It's much How like- am I watching a TV show or reading a book? And I'm tingling. Yeah. And everyone my mum like, listens to all of this shit. So mum. So does my dad and my mum. Your dad. Yeah. Hey, dad. But hey. it wasn't me. It was like, it's just like, is anyone's vagina tingling? It would have been mm. like a boy when they get a stiffy for the first time. They're like, whoa, what, what is I this? What I wonder is, do boys like watch sex scenes in movies or like read them in books and they get a heart yeah. on? Like, yeah. Bro, they fucking look at people on Instagram and get a stiffy. Like, it's really weird to me. It the way is. That works. It is weird. But my weekly recommendation yeah. is Uniqlo. Okay. For <laughs> some, yeah, so a bit of the opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah. Uniqlo for really good winter knits and basics. I love yeah. a knit. They've got good bombers as well. Yeah. Nice bombers. And 
I've got two because I was watching, started watching this the other day. I think you may have watched it. Yeah. It's called, it's the Bling Ring documentary. I actually haven't seen the documentary. It's so good. I watched the movie when I was like in your yeah. turn or something, but it's so interesting about like how they did it. If anyone doesn't know, the Bling Ring is about these people that grew up in California LA and they used to rob famous people's homes like Paris Hilton, Orlando Bloom. They robbed all of these famous people's homes of millions of dollars worth of stuff. Like they went on a private shop and they got caught. But the way that they went through the court scenes and everything like that, like it was bringing them fame and it was all about that. Like how like them robbing and doing something so bad actually bought them fame and I definitely became a socialite from it. Watch it. But you know what's very interesting? Apparently it's true that Paris Hilton, in the movie, Paris Hilton leaves her key under her doormat and it's true. Yeah, well, in the mo- in the documentary, they said that they would drive to Calabasas the way that they would start mm. would, and they'd open people's doors. Like mm. they would open famous people's doors but because they were all in Calabasas and they're all fucking filthy rich, they had like this false security that they yeah. like didn't need to lock their cards so they would have their debit cards in their car but none of the cars were locked yeah so they'd take their debit cards and they go shopping on their debit cards but obviously like the addiction became so real that they started Getting they went from cars houses. to houses but it's very interesting i'd i if it's you're like wanting you wonder, something to be in on a sunday watch that you wonder with stuff like that it's like if they stopped one house before like would they have gotten away with it yeah do you know what i mean literally god they got away with for Basically, so long. Guys, take notes. Open people's cars. <laughs> Stops inside, but don't buy them. Never do that. Don't. Please don't. No, no, no. Cars. no, no, no. So quickly before we get into today's topics, mm. I had a bit of a fun fact that I wanted to share. So I was watching MasterChef last night. Jamie Oliver was on it, and I just know Jamie Oliver has really, really weird, weird kids', kids names. Yeah. Like, one of his kids' names is River Rocket Blue Dallas. Like, that's the full name. Like, that's a piss take. Anyway, but it got me thinking, Nick Cannon, if anyone knows who that is, he was Mariah Carey's ex-husband. This guy is a womanizer, if I've ever fucking seen one. Oh, oh, womanizer, baby. (laughs) He's got 12 different kids with six different women and counting. Like, the last one was born, I think, this year. How old is he? So, he's 42. And he's mm-hmm. got 12 kids. And right. I want to read you the children's names. They progressively get worse. But what drives me wild is that six women allowed him to name his kids this shit. Okay, go. All right. First one, Monroe Cannon. Not that bad. Monroe, yeah. Chillin'. Next one, Moroccan Scott Cannon. Also not that bad. Moroccan, yeah. Like Maybe um, he was conceived in Morocco. My name is Moroccan Armitage. Like it's not ideal. No, it's not ideal, but maybe there's a story behind it. It's not that bad. Yeah. All right. Could be worse. Zen S. Cannon. Zen S? Zen space the letter S. Oh. It's not – it's all right. No, I could be Zen Armitage. It's not horrific. Zen, yeah. Yeah, okay. This is where it gets bad. Okay. Powerful Queen Cannon. Powerful, first name. Queen, middle name, Cannon. The fuck? That's fucked up. That's weird. Next one. Legendary love cannon. See, this is just <laughs> what I don't fucking get. Every time I think about naming an animal or naming a child, you always talk about how the teacher would call it out in school or how you'd call it out in the park. Why are you going to go call it out? a nickname that it could have. Yeah. Like, like why well, her f- nickname's going to be legend? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like why are you going to go, someone's telling your kid off in school, powerful. 
<laughs> Legendary, come here. <laughs> Legend, um, right here. They don't get any better. This one's not, this one, it slows down a bit for this one. Halo Mary Cannon. Halo, that's kind of cute. It's not bad. It's not that bad. Yep. We say this with a grain of salt. It's pretty bad, but it's not that bad compared yep. to the others. Beautiful Zeppelin Cannon. Like why is your kid's first name an adjective to describe something? Like my name's Beautiful Armitage. Like, hey, legendary Guggenheimer. Fuck me. <laughs> All right. My last name's bad enough. You don't want to change it though. Yeah, but it's cool. But I'm like, I don't want to have a shit first name. Yeah, no. And then have, have a, a really short difficult first name and then a long last name's fine. Oh, my short. My name's Sam. long. Samantha. Oh, Samantha. Samantha Guggenheimer. Samantha Kathleen Guggenheimer. I'm Isabel Heidi Armitage. I love your middle name. Heidi. Heidi. Um, all right. And this one's not that bad. Onyx Ice Coal Cannon. These next two I think are some of the worst. Zillion Space Air cannon, so zillionaire cannon. Why? <laughs> like, but I don't get what it. just drives me wild is six women are mothers to these kids, mm. and none of them went. No, Nick, we're not naming our kid that shit. And this would have been like higher for giving birth. And yeah. Maybe- All right, rise, Messiah cannon. Are you a great god? Anyway, it's so fucked up. And the next one, Zion Mixolydian, Mixolydian. Is what I'm thinking that said. Zion Space Mixolydian Cannon. If you could see my face right now, it's just so Yeah, confused. it's that bitch face that everyone always pulls her on. Pulls me on, yeah. And then there's Golden Cannon, which we bring it back down for the new. I just don't get that. See, in Australia, there's actually rules and regulations as to why, what you can call your well, kid. seemingly Australia has a lot of rules and regulations that America needs to implement. But yeah. that's not all the story. Pew, pew. It's, Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I don't get it. Those no. wives, like, I don't know what he did to them and how he got those names over the line. But he's obviously, I don't think you can be that right in the head to want to call your kids that name and also have six different baby. Like your name's Nick Cannon. It's pretty basic. It's fine. Yeah. What's something unique that you really like? Name-wise? Yeah. Well, mum said that if she would – this said this a couple of years ago. If she would have renamed me now, mm. it wasn't like what name I would have been. I would have been Jessie. I can see that. Well, I've got plats in and I look like the yeah. Toy Story. <laughs> Maybe that's why I can see you right now. Um, she w- said she would have called me Harley. Like Harley I love Armitage. that name. I feel like it kind of suits me. Yeah, it does. It's like a bit grungy. Mm. I'm not grungy. My name's – so the reason why I'm called Samantha mm-hmm. is because my mum named my two older brothers and my dad was like, you had all the control of naming Patrick and Timothy. I get to name our daughter. Mm-hmm. My mum wanted to call me Holly. I actually like the name or Holly. Or Jasmine. I like that name too. But I don't think I suit them. I don't think Jasmine Guggenheimer works. I feel like their names from two different like worlds. Yeah, but that's why my dad called me Samantha. Mm. But it's cool because my brother's names are Patrick, Timothy, and I'm Samantha, so it's Pat, Tim, Sam. Yeah, like they all can be shortened. Yeah, I find my favorite type of names for girls are names that can also be boys' names, like Billy. Yeah. See, my favorite name for a girl is yeah. Noah. N O A. Yeah. Noah. I like that. But I'm I've not going to have you name. I've got a name list. Like, let's be real. I've, been, I've had that name list Same. since I was in year seven and I just add to it. And every time I go back to read it, there's a couple on there that I'm like, absolutely fucking not. See, I'm happy to share my girl's name because I'm like convinced I'm never going to have girls and I'm so okay with that. I love the name Noah and I love the mm. name Lay, L-A-I-E. Or, and then that's short for Layla. 
But there, there are baby names, what we think of baby names. Send us a DM of names that you like or names you've heard of that are absolutely absurd. I want that. Like, obviously, Gwyneth Paltrow, we got Apple. Like, we know that. Or, like, what's – um. What a Beyonce's name. Stormy names. is a bit shit too. Yeah. Kylie Jenner, like Stormy with an I. I think Stormy? that's weird. But what's um Beyonce has weird names. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, let me see. Beyonce's name. Remember there was like a whole thing when she had a baby, it was called Blue Ivy. Oh yeah, I know that. I don't mind that. I don't mind Ivy. Because I think blue. Like I think blue. if your name was my that's name was cute. Blue Armitage. Like I think that's kinda cool. Yeah. Like obviously is it a full name Blue Ivy or is it? Blue, blue? Ivy and then the other ones. Rumi, M-U. I don't really like that. You're my Rumi. And then the other one is Sun, Sir Blue Ivy. It's just like the moment you get a bit of money into your bank account, you think you can name your kids whatever the fuck you want. But it's also like because they don't want another kid to have their kids' names because like it's like I'm Beyonce's kid. I don't want somebody else to have my kid's name because they're not Beyonce's kid. Anyway, I just think sometimes they need to rein it in. Yeah, Blue yeah, Ivy's yeah. chilling. Legendary love cannon is a fucking piss take. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful queen. <laughs> so this week we asked over on the Instagram, like what you kind of want to hear from us. Like we love doing dilemmas. We love hearing your stories. But I feel like this is also a really good way that we can connect with you guys. So we asked on the question box a few things that you wanted us to talk about. And Izzy has quite a few that she... We've saved. Some quite common ones that you guys would go through. They're just like topics that you wanted to hear our opinions on, general mm. thoughts, and maybe some unsolicited advice. So keep uh, in mind that like also I feel like I am getting nervous about like people always hearing our opinions and stuff. Like I'm also only 21, Izzy's 22. Like we don't have a whole lot of life experience. Like yeah. this is purely based on like what I would tell my best friend if yeah. they came to me, not saying that it's necessarily right or like I'm not going to deliver it in the communication style that you're going to yeah. necessarily take it in the right way. a lot of questions that we actually don't know much about. Yeah, so I no. think we would like to cover more, but we don't have that much life experience. So it's no. like we don't know everything. But this is something I do know quite a bit about. Mm. Um, losing a best friend, like mm. friendship breakups really. Mm. Um, I've lost, I'd say, one was like my biggest sort of notable friendship breakup. Have you ever had broken up with a best friend? God, yeah. I had a best friend from year nine to year 11 and mm. one day she pretty much told me that like she didn't want – to be friends with me anymore and like completely fucked me off but we were still at the same school like she didn't really tell me why we weren't going to be friends anymore and then she ended up dating this guy that like I was really close with and they both kind of like fucked me off and I was really confused and we weren't friends all of year 11 and then we kind of rekindled in year 12 and then I've never heard from her since I'm not really upset about it now because I kind of have like gotten over it and my mum helped me through a lot, but at the start I was like very confused and I was yeah. very upset. I feel like sometimes when you lose a best friend, it's like worse than losing a boyfriend. Yeah, because it's like you almost wait around being like they'll come back. Like, yeah. you know, I lost a friend due to something that happened. It was, in my opinion, not notable of breaking up the friendship, but each to their own. Um, and it's like, oh, you know, they'll get over it. Like, they'll come back. Like, you know, we're so close. We get along so well. Mm. Shortly one day it'll kind of slot back into place. Mm. Yet I found that I was constantly 
groveling for that person's attention when they just weren't looking at me the same anymore. Like mm. I almost found that I was embarrassing myself by trying to go over and above to like be really nice to this person and normal to this person so they could see, I guess, my value and like mm. what I bring to a friendship and realise that, you know, it's not worth losing a friend like that. Yeah. But it's like I end up just embarrassing myself. Like if this person doesn't want to be in my life anymore, I'll find someone that fucking does. Yeah. You know, and you look back at it and maybe it wasn't the friendship you thought it was in the big anyways. And half the time it's fucking not. Yeah. When you're in a friendship or when you're in a relationship, you do kind of see things or actions that your friend does or how they treat people with a bit of rose colored glasses on because you have so much love for them. And a lot of the time, and it's not until after that friendship that you can kind of sit back and look at it. And even the way that you acted in that relationship, you'd be like, fuck, I did treat that person really badly or we treated that person really badly or I don't like what we did in that situation. But because you were in that friendship and there was such an amazing bond that you're blindsided by it. Because when you get other friends, it's like you kind of look back and go, this person would never just drop me like that. It's such a different relationship that you have with those friends that I'm like, I could never see them just like dropping me like that and not being friends with me anymore. You definitely have to look back at it and go, it was a good friendship while we had it, but it probably wasn't going to be long-term. It probably wasn't one where we were both supported, where we both thrived like on both parts. Mm. It's so hard. And like, I'm still getting over that friendship. Yeah. Breakup. That probably happened three years ago now. And, like, when I see them occasionally, it's, like, I still find that little bit of me that's, like, groveling for their attention. Mm. But the only one that looks stupid there is me because, it's like, they don't fucking care. They don't yeah. want to be part of my life anymore. Yeah. And me sitting there hoping that they'll end up feeling about me the way that they used to is stupid. And it yeah. doesn't, you know, it's hard to let go of a friend, but I find that in time you always realise that then it isn't the most healthy of friendships that you've ever had. No. And that it probably was doomed at some point, whether yeah. it was your fault, their fault, or just time that was going to end yeah. it. There's relationships that I look back at and they would like, I'm like, God, that's such a better friendship that I have with this person and they yeah. would never do that to me. And I think as well, like, if you talk yourself through it, my mum is a teacher, so she obviously and she's a teacher to girls school so she's very good at girls all the time yeah she deals with like a lot of friendship breakups and she deals with a lot of drama so then I think when I went to her in school she was very good at rationalizing it to me Mm. and it's the same as relationships you could have a lifelong friendship like you can meet someone at four in kindy and you can be friends with them for your whole life they're your bridesmaids at the wedding and I think that's what you have in your head you meet a best friend and your best friends for life no that's not how life is anymore you will meet a friend you may be friends with them for two weeks you may be friends with them for two months you may be friends for two years they come in your life to teach you certain lessons and then once they have taught you that lesson they leave your life you may not understand why you may not think it was ready for that friendship to be in but you need to look back at that friendship and be like what did they teach me they taught me how to treat someone they taught me yeah. how to be there for someone they taught me how to communicate and that's when you're like okay that's that friendship done they've taught me a lot time to move on yeah. like Izzy and I I didn't meet Izzy until July last year yeah and we clicked straight away we fight like sisters and we get along but even we have both have have had to learn that like Izzy's trauma in past relationships could sometimes hurt insecurities and then deflected on me because she's like I feel like Sam's just going to drop me yeah. or I feel like Sam's mad at me and I can do the same. I'm like, I feel like I'm not good enough for Izzy or like I don't want to be – Izzy doesn't want to be friends with me as much as I want to be friends with her, but that comes from past insecurities. Yeah. And I've had to like reassure Izzy. I'm like, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to ditch yeah. you. I'm not going to treat you like your friends used to. And like, it's like I'm not Sam, that person. It's like over summer, like I was a bit MIA and Sam's like, do you still want to be friends yeah. with me? I'm like, of course I do. Like yeah. it's – 
just the best thing to do is people come in your life to get you through certain periods of your life. Yeah. So great. They've gotten you through maybe year 12 and yeah. now they might not be your friend anymore. Yeah. You'll have another friend that's coming. Yeah. And they'll be even better. Like people aren't meant to be in your life forever. Forever, yeah. So Just um, get a get a notebook and pen out and just write about like yeah. things that they taught you. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. And it's it like, fucking you know, hurts. I'm, yeah, like I said, still trying to get over some of that. But mm. don't grovel. I feel like that's the biggest thing I can say to you because that's something I've really struggled with with those friendships I've lost. Like I find myself acting like a fucking little child that's searching for validation from these people that don't fucking want to be with me. Be not with me. Yeah. Part of my life anymore. Yeah. Like accept it, move forward. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll come back. But, you know, just keep moving forward. Yeah. I screenshotted this one and I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you have an opinion on this. Yeah. Someone doesn't love me as much as he used to. We want to be together, but your thoughts on this? As in? I think she's saying, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. My boyfriend doesn't love me as much as he used to, but he still wants to be with me. What are your thoughts? Um, It's like there are periods where I might be in a relationship and – not feeling the same way that I used to, but, like, I'm the type of person that's, like, maybe I'm sticking it out until they fucking dump me, but I kind of like to see that it'll get back to the way it used to be. Mm. I don't even know where you'd go with this. It's, like, if she still loves him, and I think it's almost an inevitable end if it keeps going down the way it does, though. I think if it's, like, a recurring thing, then it's kind of, like, okay, maybe our time has come, and, again, like, maybe we've taught each other the lessons that we need to in this relationship and time's up. But I can even vouch in my relationship. I've been dating for Caleb for two years, and I can definitely say that, like, I have felt less love in like I have a lot of real love for him but I haven't felt the spark or like the love like the intense love that you always describe yeah I go through periods where I'm like fuck off like don't touch me today like don't touch me I don't really be around you I want to hang out with my friends I've definitely gone through that and I definitely have felt like that and I I always say of like relationships are like seasons they go through seasons of like sometimes you're fighting more than others sometimes like you don't really like feel the spark and then Mm. sometimes you're always going on dates you're having amazing sex and stuff like that like relationships go through seasons and you can't always be on there are going to be ups and downs I just find that and if he's communicating that I actually kind of think that's good it's good that he's communicating it but could it also be a like a communication where it's like I don't feel like you love me that much anymore and he's like oh I'm just not really but I still want to be with you like, I just think at such a young age, why would you even say – I think differently. I'm like, we're so young. Like, to be in a relationship with someone, I feel like you want to feel that love. Do you know what I mean? And if you're finding your boyfriend's not in love with you anymore, it's like then – I know it might be hard because she seems like she still is in love, but it's like why would you waste your time with someone that isn't in love with you? And that's the thing is like there's a difference between having love for someone and being in love. Like I'm always in love with Caleb. Mm. But sometimes I will say I don't feel love. Like and that could be like sometimes I struggle more mentally that I'm like I'm struggling to love myself enough that I can't show you love. Mm. And I think that's the difference of like if he's saying he's not in love with you anymore, I think, okay, throw him in the ditch. Like if he's not in love with you, he doesn't worth your time. If that is the case, it could just be a bit of a he's waiting to build up the courage until – Yeah. No, he could be like I'm not in love with you but I want to be with you. Two weeks later he might be like – That's comfort, yeah. No, actually I'm deciding that this is done. 
So I also think it's very variant on how long they've been together. If it's a six-month relationship and he's already saying that, you know, yeah, maybe probably. it's time to move on and find someone yeah. else. But if you've been together for a couple of years and everyone goes through those ups and downs, like, might be different. My relationships have never lasted, sadly to admit, like, I don't even think I've hit a year. <laughs> Which is so fucking sad. But so I don't have a lot of um, advice in that part. Mm. I just think of like if he's saying that he's not in love with you anymore, I think that's kind of like, okay, I think he's there out of comfort. But I think if you're still in love but he's not feeling the love necessarily, I think they're two different things that you can separate. If he's yeah. determined that he's not feeling the love for you, I think he's he might just be struggling a little bit more mentally and he wants to work past that. But if he's saying he's not in love with you anymore, I don't think you can get that love come back. back because yeah. When you hear that, it's natural instinct. You almost become not a bit desperate. This is no disrespect, but like you crave that attention and you're kind of thinking, what can I do to get that love back? Mm. And you're probably acting a little bit differently, putting in a little bit more. And I feel like stuff like that will end up inevitably just driving the person away. Yeah. So I think, you know, see what he's saying, respect yourself and have your boundaries and if that is the case that he's saying he's out of love with you, you know, you leave. Yeah. Don't wait for him to finally pluck up the courage to do it himself. Izzy, how are you going mentally? I feel like we always give a lot of insight that we're – we struggle a Not little bit mentally. Not the most mentally healthy women in the world. Yeah. Um, right now I'm okay. I obviously have anxiety. I'm medicated for anxiety. Mm. And so it's very much a day-to-day basis in yeah. that regard. I'm doing okay right now. I think if anyone's anxious, I know a lot of people like get scared about starting meds. I know I was scared about starting meds because mm. I'm like, but then there's something like wrong with me. Yeah. God, I couldn't even imagine what my life would be like if I hadn't. Yeah. Like, I need to start meds. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Because like, it's like, why would you not? If it can help. Yeah. You know, I think I have a bit of like... And obviously, like, medication is a sensitive topic, but Mm. I started medication when I was in year 12 in lockdown Mm. and I became numb to everything. Like, I literally couldn't even cry. Yeah. Like, I didn't know – like, I literally couldn't feel the emotion of sadness. So I literally became so numb. Maybe that medication wasn't for me, but I think I have a little bit of PTSD. Because I think that, you know, stuff like that can happen. I had to go through a couple different types where I found one that worked for me. Yeah. Like, that's just like the pill. Yeah. You know, I went through like six different pills before I found one that like didn't make me want to fucking yeah. die. Yeah. So I'm like, it just takes a while, but it's definitely helped. I still have my fucking bad days. And I think hangover anxiety is definitely, I think, my one big. Yeah. Because drinking, like, you know, drinking and having anxiety, like I'm not going to feel like a fucking daisy when I wake yeah. up the next morning, am I? Yeah. I find that whenever I do feel anxious, I just need a. Things that, like, build you up. Some people like being around people. Mm. Like, that helps them. And something I find with hangover anxiety, which is actually something a lot of you asked about, when I have it, I just want to be by myself. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to answer my phone. But when my friends call me, I'm like, absolutely get fucked. I'm not talking to you today. But when I, if I do actually answer, having that one little five-minute conversation with your friend and then being normal, going, how was your night? Like, oh, I'm doing this today weirdly chatting to a friend and realizing that not everyone fucking hates you Mm. just all of a sudden lifts up my day a bit more like my anxiety is not as bad as it was before I picked up that phone call when I'm just in my little hole I want to be alone state yeah well I feel like you're hearing something from out of your bubble like you're you're cracking the 
the thought cycle in and your head. And it's like they're chilling, they still like you, nothing's really changed at all versus mm. the day before you drank. Yeah. It's actually like I hate, I'm like I don't want to talk to you but sometimes I force myself to pick up that phone call because yeah. I'm like weirdly that five-minute conversation changes my attitude for the day. So um, if you are ever anxious because of drinking – Call a friend, have a quick chat and you'll weirdly feel better. Or no joke, go outside and sit in your front step for five minutes. Yeah, you're actually really good at like saying like, I'm really not there, like I'm not feeling good today, like I'm not – and I I appreciate mm. it because I don't tell people that and I think a lot of it is then reflected in like not how I treat people but how I react. Yeah. Like when I'm feeling really anxious or – I wouldn't say yeah, I am anxious, but I feel like my anxiety shows in different ways of yeah. like, but I, I have a short fuse and I'm like, oh, mm. like I get really agitated and I'm like, why aren't you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm probably not communicating how I'm saying it. And either I'm just like, oh, I just need to be alone. But yeah. you always go, oh, like, no, I'm feeling really off. Like I'm feeling really off. And you can see yourself getting a lot more like antsy yeah. and on I the edge. I always vocalise it. Like if I'm having a really angry, like if I'm really mad, I've learned now that I'm always like, I'm so mad right now. Like, just give me 15 minutes. Yeah. Because it's like, otherwise I'm going to snap. People are going to think I'm a bitch and that I'm just screaming for no reason. So I've almost learned to always preface and explain why, like what I'm feeling. Yeah. My anxiety comes out a lot in tears and just like wanting to be alone. I think there's a week, at least once a week where I am like almost at a rock bottom low of like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to do anything. I'm still learning like... Oh, fuck me. Anxiety actually, it really, really sucks. So yeah. uh, sorry for anyone out there with that, yeah. experiencing that. Like I think it's just better to talk about it and if like I'll get in Sam's car and be like, Sam, I am not feeling it today. Mm. And then she'll be a little bit more sensitive to me and it'll be yeah. better than if she, I didn't say anything. So. Yeah, especially like when we go to an event or something, like I feel like if Izzy goes, oh, I'm feeling really anxious today, I'm a little bit more. She just looks out for me. A yeah, bit I like I'm, I'm more aware and I'm like I'm looking out for her because like a lot of the times we'll walk into an event together and like we'll kind of separate for a bit, but I'm yeah. still always looking over and looking out because I'm like, I'm the only person yeah. that knows that Izzy's really anxious right now. If I know that, like, I probably need to keep an air out if she yeah. needs to have a toilet break or something like that. Like, so just talk to your friends. Yeah, really? I really appreciate it when you do that, actually. Oh, I think it's sweet that you watch out for me. Of course Aww. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think the reason – I hate birthdays. Yeah, I know that. So I think I – because I hate birthdays mm. and I hate celebrating things, I think I almost manifest – it's gonna be a mental shit. health fuck. Yeah. Like um, my anxiety shows up like sleeping. I take so long to fall asleep if I am anxious and I think about all the stuff that I need to be doing and all the stuff of like how sleeping is kind of a waste of time and then I kind of <laughs> I can't fall asleep and I like <laughs> sit there sleep. like shaking my feet and Caleb's yeah. like, what are you doing? You're shaking your feet. Like I can tell that you're anxious. And I'm like, oh, look, I don't know. Like I don't know what to put on the finger. You I don't know, know how to describe do it. And that. What? This is a coping mechanism I have that I think I've taken to the extreme. Mm. Put a podcast on. I listen to rain music. I can't listen to words. But the reason I listen to words is because I've listened to a podcast every single night before I go to sleep for at least the last two and a half years. And it's you do. I yeah. think I take things a little bit too far. I might have a little bit of either ADHD, OCD. There's something else going on as a well. A bit of both. <laughs> a bit of everything, to be completely honest. But I can't be alone in my thoughts. And that's definitely a mental health problem that I do probably need to sort out. Mm. So every night I put a podcast on because I'm like, 
I can't really sit there and run everything in my brain when there's someone fucking talking into my ear. And then yeah, it's crime true. podcast. I love listening to crime podcasts. So I kind of just, my brain's kind of quiet because I'm just listening. Yeah. You know, because yeah, I want to hear the case. So I'm yeah. like, oh, Izzy, no, don't think about what's going on tomorrow. You want to know why yeah. this person got stabbed and killed. Yeah. It's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. No, that's, I might try that. But yeah, I think I, I don't know. I was saying this to Caleb the other night mm. and I broke down crying in the living room. This is really personal. But mm. I look at like, I was like, oh, I'm turning 21, right? Yeah. But then I like reflect on everything. I have a huge imposter syndrome. Like I don't really sit back and think of anything that I've achieved and think it's me. I'm kind of like, okay, on to the next. And I feel like that's yeah. very common in, with people our age. It's like you always want more. You always want to achieve more. And I can recognize that in myself. But I was sitting there and I'm like, I got diagnosed with an eating disorder when I was mm. 18. I'm still struggling with that when I'm 21. And I was almost yeah. kind of ashamed of myself because it's still taking me three years and I'm still not over it. Yeah. But yeah, I think I have a lot of not like shame, but like, why am I not over it? And I yeah. think with social media, I obviously like portray a really like happy self and I am really happy and yeah. I know and I can sit there and say that like, I have it so much better than a lot of other people and I can sit there and I will be the first to say it, but I'm also not going to invalidate my mental health and be like, yeah. I haven't gone through the fucking ringer. Like yeah. I've never, I don't tell people what my family issues are because that's my family issues and I'm yeah. not going to go raining their dirty laundry on a podcast where thousands of people yeah. listen to it. But doesn't mean I'm not struggling with that day to day and I do have a lot of trauma from that. But when I was 15, I would look at a 21 year old and be like, oh, They've got their they're shit. fucking yeah. sick. Like they're so cool. And then I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, I'm 21, but I still feel like such a Why baby. Why am I not perfect yet? Yeah. Why like, do I not have it sorted out? And I think having a podcast has been amazing. And I, I I'm not speaking on your behalf, but I feel like you feel the same. Mm. Having a podcast has been amazing, but it's also opened up a lot of opinions because people aren't yeah. just commenting on our physical appearance. I used to have a lot of people being like, oh, you're ugly. Like, cool. Like, we know we're not ugly. That's yeah. okay. Well, like, cool. If you think I'm ugly, I'm just not your cup of tea. Like, move on. But when someone's attacking you for your personality and, your I, opinions. and my opinion, yeah. I'm not like everyone has an opinion and I'm not saying that my opinions are right. Yes, I'm going on a podcast and talking about that and I have to be careful who I'm speaking to. But when people go and say, oh, your opinion's wrong or how dare you say that, I'm like, yeah. God, I actually don't know what is right. And I'm like, I yeah. get now scared of going into public and meeting one of those people that hate me. Yeah. And like, I know with more eyes that you have on you, People aren't going to like me, yeah. but I am like so scared because of people hating me. Actually, us giving an opinion, and yeah. then it's like we will get slammed. And I'm like, I never said my opinion on that topic was right. Was right. Yeah, it was a question, and we gave our thoughts on it. And now you're slamming everything yeah. about us in our DMs. Yeah, and then yeah, I guess with TikTok, you're gonna go out in public, and someone that doesn't like you is just gonna go, mm, "I didn't like a video of." her lip syncing to a song. Yeah. This is like, no, I really fucking disagree with her opinion. It's yeah. like there's just more people that have bigger opinions on us mm. than I think they could have prior because we're speaking about more stuff. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm like I've opened my mouth mm. for so many minutes and I'm like 
I'm gonna. I, I feel like I am second guessing everything I say because yeah. I'm so worried about what people are going to say about me. And I've never been like that. And yeah. I'm like, I've got, I feel like I've gone back in who I am. And like, I'm so scared of being who I am because I'm so scared of people hating me mm. or people having an opinion about me that's negative. And I don't want to be negative and I don't want people to hate me negatively. Like I think it shows the most in when we're, say, picking the clips. Yeah. From the podcast. We've released an hour long episode. Love it. I like great and happy for it to go out. Really makes you second guess when you, I'm scrolling through and picking like a 60 second clip. Mm. It's like you run through every single scenario that that one clip can be taken. Yeah. And whether it's appropriate to put it out on TikTok because TikTok's where most of the yeah. stuff comes in. Because people underestimate. We're picking a 60 second clip of this one video and it's not easy. It's mm. not easy and sometimes it's like going to check the TikTok or whatever. It's like, no, nah, you know what? Not right now. Yeah. Not today. Like yeah. when I go comments on the TikTok, I just read through it. It's like 15 new comments. I'm like, what are they? And yeah. there's so many, please don't think we're ungrateful for all of the beautiful and incredible and yeah. supportive comments that we've got We out love there. them. but We I like love you and you guys make, you guys make us want to do this. This is yeah. why we do this. That's why we continue to do yeah. it every week. But I think when a hate comment or a bad comment about you, it mm. sticks out like a fucking sore thumb. Like it's so obvious. And everyone looks at negative as way more than they think of positive. It's Humans are negative thinkers. And I'm such a negative thinker. And whenever I used to talk to my mum about my insecurities growing up, I would always say like – oh, like, mom, I feel fat today or, like, oh, I hate this about my legs or I hate this about my body and my mum would turn around and be like, no one's thinking that, Sam. Like, no one besides you is mm. thinking that about yourself. No one's thinking that. I think you're beautiful. You are beautiful. You're so then you walk around being like, thank reality. you so much. But then you're going on fucking TikTok. Someone's mm. saying that or someone's going, yeah, you have a shit personality. You have a shit opinion. So then it's feeding my negative thoughts. It's, like, validating those insecurities that I have about myself. And I think that's such an like an issue that I have and I don't know how to get over because I can't go speaking to a psychologist and be like how these these yeah. trolls online are validating my insecurities think, and they're making them worse. Yeah, people underestimate the way social media affects you. It's like, yes, we've decided to do this job. And so many of my friends, I'll like be like, oh, like obviously I love my friends, but it's like oh, I'll be like, oh, look at this comment. Like that's so nasty. And they're like, just ignore it. I'm like, yes, but they've just said everything that my brain's been already thinking yes. and telling myself. So it's like some of them are stupid, but they're definitely the personality ones I think hit the hardest because you want to have a good personality. Like looks-wise, it's subjective. Yeah, I can look in the mirror. I understand we're not feet. Like we don't look like a fucking foot. We're not bad-looking girls. That's mm. okay. It's a personal opinion. Yeah, Personality, it's like really hard to have a hate comment on it because it's like that's who you are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So – but like now I'm like, because so many people are commenting on my personality, I am like catching myself walking into a room, like fearing it. Like shells of what's coming out. Yeah. I'm now. like fearing it. And I'm like, I'm even walking into a room of like girls with my friends and I'm fearing that. Like I'm fearing that they're thinking these negative things about me because I've had comments of that. And like, and, and I know that it's affecting me a lot more than I say it because you would send me a screenshot and you go, oh, that's so hurtful. And I'm like, oh, I need to protect Izzy here and go, it doesn't mean anything. Like, don't worry about it. Try not to let it affect yeah, like, you. Yeah, like, you're but then- great. I'll send something. I'll be like, Sam, no, this is fucked. Like, I want to delete it. And Sam's like, Izzy, like, you're so good with it. You're like, don't worry about it. Ignore these people. They're just jealous. They don't care. Like, they don't know you. You almost need to think that stuff for yourself. Yeah, but I think it's because now I'm like, oh, like, 
I was in a bit of a slump mm. and I'm like a little bit, sh- I'm struggling a bit more mentally that I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go read all these comments and like yeah, validate that, which is so toxic. Lows in the mental health. So when you yeah. have those little slumps, get the fuck off TikTok. But like, it's so much easier said than done. It is so much easier said than done. But like when I'm in those hangover anxiety things, I basically don't go on my phone all day. Because yeah. I know that anything I see or read is not going to be good for me. Yeah. So I think you almost need to recognise for everyone, recognise when you're in a mental state that that stuff is not going to be good for you. I put my phone on do not disturb a lot as of the last two weeks. When I'm hang hungover and in that anxious stage or if I'm just having a really bad day, my phone will be on do not disturb. Nothing is that important that I need to be seeing it right now and I can't wait till tomorrow. Like I think having it on Do Not Disturb, no notifications come through, no problem. It's just there. I play Candy Crush on it when I watch TV and that's the only use I have my phone that day. Mm. And it helps. And I, yeah, I just am like, oh, like I'm just so fearful of like – People's opinions. People's opinions. I think I – when I like again, I think I'm tying it back of like when I was 15 Mm. looking at a 21-year-old, I'd be like, they have so many friends. And my life has gone such an 180 to what I had ever thought, which I fucking love. Like do not get me wrong. I literally love my job. Like I love everything that I'm doing. I'm loving the opportunities that I'm having. Did I expect that was ever going to happen to me? Hell no. So I'm kind of like – It's just like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's the big general cloud over our lives right now. Yeah. What the fuck is life? What the fuck is life? But like even moving out, like I never thought I was going to be moving out at Mm. 20 years old. So I'm like – is that right? Like, I don't know. Is Nothing's that the right, right thing to do? No, that's the thing. People, you know. But then they, I think people expect that I know and, like, people expect that I'm on top of it. But I'm know. sitting here and I'm like, guys, like, I really don't fucking know. Like, we, everyone's like, how do you get over your eating? So I'm fucking, I don't know. I don't know. It took me, like, three years to get over my first boyfriend. He was a fucking asshole. It's like people, so many people have sent these comments, you know, how to be confident. And it's like, I don't you know. just work it out. That's the thing. It's like, I wish I had some tell all advice to give all of you on all of these trivial little topics, but it's like, it just works out. You get through it. You learn from either your own experience, from a friend, Mm. from advice that we could try and help and give you. And we always want to be as helpful as we can. But rest assured, it it We're struggling. I don't know what I'm fucking doing, guys. Life isn't perfect, but it's like, I wouldn't change it for the world. And we still have those horrible days, but it's like, it seems it's, you know, it's trotting along. Life is, it's okay. And, like, I, tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll probably feel really good. Yeah. And I know that, like, me expressing this, I'll leave this podcast feeling a lot better. Like, yeah. But I, I think I'm kind of looking at it from the perspective of I think everyone writes this telltale that we know what we're doing and when we're on top of it. But I'm just sitting here and I'm like, uh, I have no fucking clue. I still uh, can't. I don't know. Like, people, how do you talk to boys? I don't fucking know. Easy Otherwise I'd have know. a boyfriend. Like, yeah. we don't fucking know. Yeah. But it's like – You'd be surprised how much if you just have a bit of faith in yourself, it ends up working out, but you don't realise it because you never take the time to look back and go, oh, I got through that. Yeah. Like, how do you get over a boyfriend? I don't fucking know, but wait, I am over my boyfriend. boyfriend. So it's like, yeah. I did it. Yeah. You know, you underestimate, you need to take a step back sometimes and be like, look at where I am versus where I was when I was asking those questions the first time. Yeah. And I think that's Pretty probably where good. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to ask myself a bunch of new questions. Yeah. But we're chilling. Yeah. We're living we life, chilling. guys. Every single one of us, all of you, we're living. Yeah. We're or we good. will be living. We're good. We're all pretty Our fucking good. Our hearts beating on and it, it will be tomorrow. Like, so. Life fucking sucks and it's not that easy. And yeah. We're good. But life's not meant to be easy, I don't think. But I think if everyone easy, always plays like the why me card. Why any of us? We're all, we don't deserve this. We're all this. fucked. <laughs> no, anyway. but we, yeah. But yeah, we, I thought I'd kind of 
get a bit bit raw. Bit raw because I'm just like, oh, I think everyone thinks that I'm like this girl with all her shit together and I'm like not struggling, but like trust me, like I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm actually fucked. But we're all struggling here. What? My mum sent me the thing of the week. If we're ever struggling mentally, you know Izzy's mum will always come <laughs> through with a nice message and feedback for the podcast. So <laughs> every week my mum sends a message and it always coincidentally happens to be while I'm, we're recording the next one. So it's like her review almost yes. of the week and yep. she sends it every week. <laughs> this week she's gone. I can definitely relate to the awkward walk back from the seat from bowling, especially if I haven't knocked down any pins. Ha ha. I feel bad for the other people having to awkwardly say something. <laughs> like awkwardly go, yay. Fuck. So that, that's all it is for this week. But she sends one every week and like she got really upset that I called myself a frigid bitch when I was younger, which is fair. It's not a nice word and no one should be sad for being having respect for themselves. But she sends it every week. So I'll update you if it comes to next week. That's it for this week's episode. I feel like we just needed a chat, a little bit of a rain check. Yeah, bit of a life. How are we going sort yeah. of day to day? So we've got busy weeks to report back on for Fashion Week. Fashion Week next week. I'm so excited, so fucking stressed. So good. Can and we I? have a guest coming on, which will be very fun. Guest from Sydney. Can you guess who it is? They're a very good time. But yeah. we love you all so, so much and we will chat to you next week. Bye.